The Call of Duty Zombie Saga first began as a swing in the dark. From its humble beginnings as a side reward for completing the campaign of World at War, the Nazi Zombies game mode quickly skyrocketed into one of the most popular game modes of all time, being a large proponent of Call of Duty's financial success. It is still religiously played to this day, and is even the reason for older iterations of COD currently outselling the new ones. Today on Occult Pod, we discuss the esoteric aspects of this legendary game. Topics ranging from ancient civilizations, to Nazi conspiracies, to UFOs and the Manhattan Project. The zombie storyline drops us across different timelines and mostly to include in hints about a bigger jigsaw puzzle, which is referred to as the Zombies Cranorium. These puzzle pieces have come to be known as Easter eggs. Some being more obvious, and some being absolute head scratches, often containing reference to mythology or conspiracy law. Were the writers of the storyline, people like Jason Wundell and Jimmy Zielinski, conscious of the esoteric, being guided by some off-earth entity, or just having fun? Listen to us discuss on today's episode of The Occult Pod. Let's go. We're back this time. We're looking at Call of Duty zombies. And as you can see behind us, we've got zombies looking to attack us. But you know. Not yeah. Phased. Yeah, I'm not phased at all, even though there's a Nazi zombie behind me. You know, I think Hitler's rising from the dead to come and attack me. But, Bro, he's about to fucking eat you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Adolf, don't kill me. You know. I'm no threat to your kind, the Aryan race. I'm not Aryan, but hey, let's touch on the whole storyline of Call of Duty and in the beginning was the ether. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, the ether, when the first time I heard of that, I thought there's so many different things surrounding the ether. According to the platonic solids, it is the fifth element and that represents the universe. In Greek myth, it supposedly represents heaven or what they call the upper sky. And yeah, it, you just see a lot in symbolism with the ethernet, with the internet and Ethereum with cryptocurrency. So what is so special about the ether? Is that a question? You're asking me that as a question? Yeah, as a question. Yeah. <laughs> um. To be fair, I'm not 100 sure. Like on ether, I think it's a it's a representative of like an, another dimension in it, like a pocket dimension that's basically outside of the dimension of reality that we're living. So the whole premise of the zombie storyline, if anyone actually have the the uh, capacity to sit down and listen to the entirety of the storyline, which is very long and very complicated, but general premise is that there's like multiple dimensions that we can jump in and out of pocket dimensions, jumping through portals, through teleports and things like that. It started out as a, as a much simpler story, and however it developed over time, started involving aliens and things like that, so I think it did continue to continue the spiral. But yeah, uh, the connection to the ether, I think it's, a, it's representative of like different dimensions and uh, uh, dimensions that are existing currently alongside ours and like being able to jump through timelines and things like that and reach different destinations through the ether. And there's other beings and things that live beyond our scope of reality. So in the Zombies Cronorium, as it's called, with the Apothecans and the Gatekeepers, who are the two basically rival enemies which start the the, war, the Great War between, and they're essentially the, 
gatekeepers of reality and of like the eater and stuff like that, but they come from the eater. And I think, as we've touched on on this podcast in the past, we've talked about like the archons and things like that, and I think they'd be a similar sort of idea to to those where they have dominion and control over the people of this reality and they can jump in wherever they like and however they want. And there's the Apothecans, which are essentially the, the bad gatekeepers who have been turned from gatekeepers into Apothecans due to corruption, and then there's gatekeepers are good. So I think you could argue that it's quite similar to uh, the idea that there are beings living like beyond this reality in the wherever would have good intentions and bad intentions and can manipulate you, things like that. Yeah, for sure, because I know in the storyline that the Keepers created a device known as the Summoning Key to alter reality and use them ether to manipulate this reality. I mean, it also makes sense because in Greek myth, this, according to all, opt, all, all picked cosmology, Aether is the child of Kronos, whoever, so... And obviously, we know that Kronos is Satan, which obviously in the Bible parallels Satan is God of this world. So, you know, the keepers for me, like you touched on earlier with the archons in Gnosticism, they are perhaps similar, if not the same type of entity, just in a different format. You know, the COD developers, Activision, are very intelligent with their storylines. I mean, obviously, they're, they're being used by the supernatural to create this almost storyline in Call of Duty, yeah, essentially, of how mankind is formed. Yeah, I think they've definitely done the research. Like, the developers of the CODs on this saga almost seem to be too close to the truth. Like, if you go into some deep truths about narcissism and things like that, and just about general conspiracy theories, they seem to be absolutely laden through with these ideas and concepts that like, I feel like now we're coming to the forefront of, like, more uh, collective thought. But previously, like, no one would have had any idea what they were talking about. So I think the, the zombies community is such, like, a timeless, a timeless community. Obviously, like, you're not a bigger part of it as me, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that necessarily, but, like, in terms of, like, playing it and things like that, you go through the storyline and it developed and it developed and it's still developing today because there was so much attention to detail within the storyline that meant that there's just continuous amounts of work and things you can look into that are still undiscovered. Like today, we're still discovering new things about the like different Easter eggs and things and information that was laden into the, the storyline that we didn't even notice like 10 years ago. And I think that's the reason why it's so timeless and such an interesting like game to play. But yeah, obviously, as you say, I think the developers did have a lot of intelligence a lot of mouse and yeah possibly could have been manipulated to create these like pretty storylines which is actually quite interesting because obviously like a lot of the a lot of the storyline of cuts on was is, is about people being manipulated to do things in, in like the for what they think is the greater good but obviously it's not so you have like the, the shadow man dr monty who basically manipulate the crews into doing things to uh follow through with their agenda and it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. You have like two sides of the same coin, essentially. Quite interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just like how this reality works with the politics and the right view left, you know. So that's that's an interesting parallel. And also as if I go further into the storyline, I noticed that they said that in the tombs it contained an element called one one five, element one one five and 
what's pretty interesting just before starting this, I looked into it and in the periodic table, the 115th element is obviously Moscow. I say obviously, but it's the element is called Moscovium. Moscovium, if I said it right. And obviously that's named after the city of Moscow in Russia. And then you go back to Nazi zombies and World War Two. So it's just all connected there. Obviously the Germans lost in Russia, which ultimately was the demise of the Axis. Yeah, 100%. And the whole idea of the zombie storyline is kicked off by the fact that the Germans are working on like secret technology to then create something that would... It's it's basically started from a super soldier serum that they wanted to create, like the Captain America sort of story. So yeah, it would be like to do with the war between... That's where it all started off with the war, Second World War, because it it stems from Call of Duty World at War, which is based on the Second World War. And yeah, no, I think that, that is a really interesting fact to didn't even think about that. So when that was the fact that the, the developers realised that and were like, yeah, let's put this in as a little Easter egg, or it was manipulation. They thought maybe element one and five just sounds like a cool element and then it just so happens to be quite synchronistical and it turns out that that is representative of Moscow. And obviously we see the shit that's happened with Russia like right now with the potential of World War Three and this all playing out at the same time. But yeah, so actually... The, um, the whole premise of the zombie storyline getting kicked off is based on a conspiracy theory called Die Glocker. So Die Glocker was, during the Second World War, apparently uh, the Nazis basically had a, a separate research facility and group where they wanted to create wonder weapons and super soldiers. So the idea is that Edward Richtofen, who is one of the main characters, one of the main protagonists in the zombie storyline, who is probably the protagonist is a is a Nazi scientist and he wants to create like super soldiers and he's working on teleportation and yeah eventually they end up creating uh, zombies from the teleportation which goes wrong which actually has some tie into true stories such as like the, the Philadelphia experiment I'm not sure if you've heard of that before yeah. like during the second world war they're apparently working on teleportation and cloaking devices um, so they wanted to hide naval ships and apparently one of them was successful however it ended up I, th- I think there's a TV show at the minute which is along the same lines as this this theory I think Sylvia mentioned it to us it was I can't remember what it's called but it's on Netflix yeah so essentially they teleport this the ship and oh, yeah, it, comes, it comes back it turns up in it turns up in a completely different place so it teleports essentially but all the crew members, like a load of them are missing, and some of them have like been melded into the metal of the ship, and then some of them are like spontaneously combusting, and some of them are like just running and running, but like they're not running anywhere, but they're running really fast. It's really odd. So it's like they've almost entered this pocket dimension, come in and out. So it's sort of like the teleportation idea, but yeah, that, that's where the whole like Nazi zombies storyline stems from is that it's a teleportation experiment that's gone wrong and then created these super soldiers that are actually zombies. Yeah. I actually watched a bit of that TV show that Sylvie talked about. It's called 1899 and after, I got bored of it. So, yeah. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but the ship that uh, was, the ship that got missing was, uh, the ship's called Prometheus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, yeah, he's one of the, the titans that stole the fire from the gods and was sent to Tartus. Well, was he sent to Tartus? No, but he was uh, basically chained 
and it's pretty interesting with you know Prometheus to Titans and Kronos and obviously last episode you mentioned that one of the maps in COD is called Olympia and of course the it's Olympia called Nine. Is in, it's called Nine. Is it it's based in ancient, like in ancient Egypt. But yeah, it's like an Olympian theater that you're in. You're in like a gladiators ring with a lot of the gods and stuff like that. You're surrounded by Zeus and Kronos and things like that. Fair enough. But yeah, there's always those sort of times. Like later in, in the storyline, so basically there's a character called Dr. Maxis and he has a, a mistress, or a, not a mistress, a wife called Sophia, but Sophia dies. So what he does is he uploads her consciousness into an AI and calls it Sophia, which is quite interesting because obviously you have the AIs at the minute called Sophia. Like the first AI that was created, the first artificial intelligence that was brought to life was called Sophia, so you have that time. I think it was happening along the same time as the zombie map came out, but it was it was also quite like eerie, like they chose that specifically. And also, so there's an Easter egg on the map where Sophia shows up, and you have to input a code into Sophia to get her to like help you and assist you. And the code is Kronos, so obviously you have that tied into Saturn there. And there's also a lot of like cube symbolism throughout the storyline, a lot of references to the Illuminati and things like that. So I think like black cubes and Saturn, obviously in Saturn and Saturn, you have a lot of links there. And I think to a degree that the writers must have been semi-conscious of what was going on there. Absolutely. I mean, it's not like they, they, they thought, you know, I'm just going to put random cubes in a game and not know what it means. Of course they know, but like it's more, it's more deeper than the surface level. Just going back to the beginning and the tunes, of course, we, we mentioned earlier that um what was it before we started the the Gavanese tube um yeah where the easter egg in origins was found in france and it highlights as well that in those uh, carvings scholars have researched that that the carvings shown in the tomb that are shown in zombies as well are mathematical equations that calculate the days of the year and also the pi constant so pretty crazy how that's all enticed and connected together in real life and in college yeah so how like it's almost like it, it's even tied into our own podcast when we we're talking about graham hancock and a few episodes back and i was doing my impression of graham hancock and how it's yeah it's t- tied into these ancient civilizations and they have all these references to ancient civilizations so like one of them obviously they have the uh, uh what's it called the Dominique, um Gavrinis 2 in France, yeah. which is actually a real megalith where you can go in and it's got all these symbols and stuff, like you said, like a, a fingerprint, and then they took them and then used them as a template for the map origins when you go on the ground. It's like they've clearly done some digging into things to try and make this this storyline work to a to a degree that is quite deep and quite there's a, there's a lot of information going into it where you're thinking about it and thinking things through, but a lot of references to ancient civilizations civilizations that are more advanced than us because obviously like this happened apparently so we're told by archaeologists modern archaeologists we're told that it was <laughs> about five thousand years ago but i think graham hancock would argue that this occurred during the young Dryas. so you have all these symbols and stuff like that that obviously represents the pie it's like why have they used that sort of information to translate it into Nazi zombies and I brought it down. And then obviously you have, I'm not sure if you research into this, so as well, there's a map called Shangri-La, which is heavily rumoured at also occurring on 
Mars. And there's a lot of references to the fact that an ancient civilization used to live on the map, and they're called the Vrilia. So you have a lot of references to ancient civilizations, civilizations that live on Mars and things like that. Uh, yeah, it's just very interesting. It's very interesting. So part of the reason people think it was on Mars is because I, I give credit to certain YouTubers such as like Glitching Queen and things like that. But if you, if you look at the moon, so during like an Easter egg phase on the map, Shangri-La, if you look in at the moon, it's a different moon that's, that's uh, in the sky during the eclipse. And that moon is, if you look and compare it to a different moon, it's, it's the moon of Phobos, which is one of Mars's moons. So you have Phobos and Deimos, and the, the moon that's in the sky at that moment is Phobos. So obviously people then believe that it is located on Mars. And then that would tie into the idea that there were also civilizations living on Mars at the time. It's like the, the constant between those two two points, and then you have all these references to teleportation devices within the the game, like the Dodger and stuff like Rick Tuff and uh, teleporting himself to the moon and things like that. So, and I, rem- I remember like a few years ago looking into research about how pyramids and things like that are actually teleportation devices or were mm-hmm. teleportation devices to move from like planet to planet, so you can move from Earth to Mars and things like that and back and forth. And that's why you have like people saying there's pyramids on Mars and things like that. And obviously, the MPDs in the Call of Duty's Crenorium and the Zombies Crenorium are pyramid formed. So is is it like the, the writers know what they were doing with that as well? It's like it's it's very it's very weird. I feel like there must have been a lot of digging and research into conspiracy theories to be able to under up all this information and bring it full circle. Definitely, like just going back to the Mars connection, like you. It makes sense actually when you talked about Mars and the Moon because when there's a blood moon eclipse, the moon turns red in a sense. So it does look like Mars, which is crazy. Then you have the movie, the kids film turning red, which was all predictive programming based on the lunar eclipse. You also have Moonfall, which is pretty interesting. Again, is that just another form of predictive programming that the moon is going to fall and Mars is the way to go. Is that why Elon Musk is looking at sending people to Mars in in the future? Whether you believe Mars is real or not, I mean, I know there's been many people that have, you know, identified that the true Mars that they're saying, the fake one anyway, is in Devon Island somewhere in Alaska or somewhere. But, yeah, besides that... Elon Musk trying to send people in Mars is pretty interesting based on what you said about the ancient civilizations perhaps living in Mars. Is it a case of returning back home? Possibly, possibly. Well, I, 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 read, I remember reading into the theory a while ago and it was talking about how the civilization does still exist there. However, they've gone underground. They've like moved under the earth. So if you have a look at some videos and some pictures and things like that, it looks like there are remnants of like cities on the surface of Mars. So there was the theory that they became underwater and they had to move underground at the time, like they've, they've had to leave the, the surface of the planet and that's why they've moved underground. So I'm not sure why they'd have to, like like why today we are being pushed towards going to, to Mars, do you know what I mean? It just feels like a bit, a bit weird, a bit false. I think there is something going on. I think it's interesting as well. It sort of lends into the, to the zombie storyline idea of like a, a cycle, like a 
like a cyclical repetition of the same things happening over and over again within like the same dimension. And I think that could be quite that could be part of the reason that we're seeing these things happen again. Like perhaps we already existed on Mars, and then we're going back again to repeat the cycle. But there, uh, and then something will happen on Mars. We'll have to move, and then like it's, it's just a constant repetition. It sort of lends into like the Phoenix cycle that is talked about by Jesus uh, Bashir's, where he's talking about how every few hundred years there's a reset cycle. Every 138 years we have the Phoenix cycle, and then every 522 you have the destruction of Earth, and you just start the cycle again and again and again. That could be exactly what's happening. Um, and it's actually interesting because I remember reading about the the Tunguska event, so that happened in 1908, I believe, and that's actually referenced in, in the zombie storyline. So the Tunguska event, are you familiar with the Tunguska event? No, well, I'm sure I can add in some bits based on what you said. So it was basically in 1908, there was a a explosion over a, like a, a woodland area in Siberia, in Tunguska, and it was basically of atomic bomb size but about five times the, the power thankfully there was no one near there was no inhabitants or anything like that in the, in the near vicinity but it was basically just wiped out like a whole piece of land you could probably find it online, online. but like today it's a mystery as to why that happened so in the zombie storyline you talk about how this is like uh, so a meteor came down at the time because obviously element one and five comes from the sky and that's come down it's landed on the earth and it's landed in the Tunguska River. And that's how basically, like, the element of the five is first discovered. It, like, it starts an outbreak, basically, in that area, like the Japanese area. But, yeah, no, it, it's very interesting. So, in terms of Jason Bashir's, he believed, like, it was part of, like, a the start of the, the meteor shower we'll see with, like, a Phoenix event, and that was just, like, one part of it. And also, it lends into, like, the Graham Hancock theory of, like, the Torian meter stream and going through that, and then you'd have these like broken up pieces of, of rubble and stuff, and you're striking the earth and like causing this great big explosion, like atomic size. So yeah, I think that's that's quite interesting. Like a, a nice connection there between like this and the, the Phoenix events and things like that. Yeah, it's like even you, you look into like nuclear bombs or the way they're shaped. <laughs> like Graham Hancock talks about the fact that these comets look. Uh, he believes that the snakes, the serpents that were shown by ancient civilizations or comets, and even looking at nuclear bombs, the the shape length, the shape uh, size is kind of similar. I'm not saying it's fully a snake, but the way it's positioned, it, it kind of does feel similar, in my opinion. And uh, I Very think that's just a I think that's just a strange connection, but the ancients obviously yeah. knew something. Very true. And to tie him back to Mars as well, I, I think my dad first told me this theory, but there is actually a theory, I think there's a book on it as well, basically about the ancient civilization that lives on Mars. And the reason that Mars is a wasteland today, obviously, is just a theory, but the reason that Mars is a wasteland today is because there was nuclear war there, so like human civilization did actually exist there, but there was there was a nuclear war, and that's the way, the reason it looks like it is, like it does today, because it just looks like a barren wasteland that's been completely destroyed, it looks inhabitable. So there's probably nuclear fallout there at some point. That ties back into a lot of the zombie storyline as well, because there's a lot of references to nukes and nuclear bombs and things like that further into the storyline with maps like Nuketown. Obviously, you'll have you heard of the map Nuketown? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, everyone knows the map Newtown. Even even if you've not played like any COD, you know you know what Newtown's about. But but yeah, yeah, obviously like it's a setup as like a facility site in New Mexico in in the Trinity site. There is actually quite a bit of information like tied together with this, which is actually okay. quite interesting. So obviously, um, you have the Manhattan Project which occurred in 1947 when they were trying to work out how to, not 1947, like that, but from the early 1940s, when you had Oppenheimer working on the first nuclear bomb to try and work out how to, basically, you've got the film coming out. That'll explain to you what happened with the Oppenheimer situation, but essentially they were trying to create the, the nuclear bomb. And that occurred near Area 51 in Nevada. And obviously you had like a lot of times with UFOs, like that area is supposed to be one of the highest reported areas have seen UFOs and things like that. It's like Nevada, like out in the sticks. And it also happens to be the area that there was a lot of nuclear testing at the time. I think with the zombie storyline, they're actually going for like a sort of tie-in with the zombies and uh, the nukes and the aliens and things like that. But you can see that with like the introduction of the Majestic 12 into the storyline. So the Majestic 12 is actually a quite a commonplace conspiracy theory that surrounds the idea that it was basically a, a, a group of 12 like highly ranked officials and things like that that were brought together as a way to monitor alien activity. So we first uh, started off looking at the, the Roswell impact, uh, which occurred um, previous to the war. And they were like, studying alien warcraft and stuff, alien craft and things like that. And that's brought into the storyline quite a bit, to the zombie story, which, which is quite fascinating. But like in terms of the... There's, the, uh, the nuclear testing. The, one of the Majestic 12 theories is that obviously the aliens were like working hand in hand with the with the like people creating the nukes because they didn't want them to do anything that was too bad and destroy the Earth because potentially that's already happened before on different planets. So what if that is Mars? Like what if it's just an ancient war of that civilization that's going to inform us that like nuclear warfare isn't the, the type of thing to do? Just all these different theories. But to link into the Trinity, like the, the Trinity side, where the, the, the bombing and things like that with the nuclear testing and to the zombie story, like that, I actually found like quite a weird connection with that and JFK. So in one of the first rooms on the first map on Black Ops 1, on Kino Deter, the people that know it, there's a writing on the floor that says Manhattan Down. And obviously the... The nuclear testing was called Man- the Manhattan Project. That's what his code name was. And it was at the Trinity site in New Mexico, which is actually quite interesting because JFK, his assassination occurred at the Trinity River. Also, it occurred on the 33rd parallel. The Trinity site was on the 33rd parallel. And with JFK, you have the blame being put onto three tramps. And it also occurred at the Dallas Triple Underpass. So you have all these weird, like, 33 things and things like that. There was always, like, a 33. And there was also rumours that there were two people of the occult that were involved in the Manhattan Project. You had Crowley and you had Jack Parsons as well. So this was just, like, very... But basically, they were trying to summon, like, a demon, a demon chromosome. And the chromosome, so, like, the symbol for that is... uh, it looks very similar to the radiation sign. If I can find a picture, I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you the comparison. I'll show you the, the pictures. So you have that link there. And I think 
Crowley gave the number of the chromosome. He said it was 33. So you have all these links to 33. And obviously you have the link between JFK. Like JFK showing up in the storyline for some reason. So his death. And then in the zombie storyline, like the nuclear testing, like the Manhattan Project and stuff like that. I just thought that was a weird connection because I always wondered, like, why is JFK actually in the zombie storyline apart from the fact that who was president like during the time of Black Ops One occurring? But yeah, I thought that was a weird connection there. Yeah, it's very interesting. Is it fair to say that uh, um, Crowley and Jack Parsons are kind of similar to Doctor Mountain Shadowman as the keepers? I don't know if that's fair to say, considering I don't know much about the storyline. Is it a possibility? Possibly. Yeah, it is a possibility. Basically, like, if they're able to harness, like, the powers of the ether and things like that, then, yeah, I'd imagine so. Like, I, I guess they'd have a similar sort of, like, thought process and, like, mindset when it came to, like, controlling the ether. Because they're both trying to get different things out of the ether, are they, essentially? So the Shadow Man was, like, complete disruption. And to bring about the dark even Dr. Monson basically wants to create peace and wants to create like a completely peaceful world and peaceful realm. But I think for like Jack Parsons and Crowley, those would just be two evil people trying to manipulate things and bring them into this reality. Oh shit. I'm going to get run over then. I'm going to get run over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm in the trenches, guys. <laughs> you are? I'm in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> People fucking driving about more lights in your house. Yeah, it's a uh, chaotic man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where were we before the that that that, um, that motorbike? Just talking about Jack Parsons and uh, Alice Crowley and how those potentially like reminiscent of, representative of Doctor Once in the Shadow Man. Yeah. Yeah, that could be quite interesting. Like Crowley himself using the using the film and magic and whatnot. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think he's a, he's definitely an interesting guy. That I think we may have to cover at some point. I don't know. He's a he's probably misunderstood Crowley, but yeah, potentially, potentially. Uh, that's, that was it's like thoughts. it's like it would make sense if he was, if he was interested in like atomic bomb creation or like nuclear power just thinking about it because it's essentially like creating and destroying reality because you're pulling apart the atoms of reality you're ripping things out that is essentially what dark magic is and black magic was like destroying reality it's like chaos magic isn't it yeah yeah like chaos yeah just, you're just pulling apart like the, the the remnants of this reality like the building blocks of this reality by going and destroying the atoms. It's similar to, like, CERN. Like, the CERN ideas. Like, a lot of people say that CERN is, like, a teleportation system. I remember reading the theory as well about how CERN is, like, a it's a teleportation where you can reach places like Mars and things like that in different dimensions. And that is essentially, like, ripping apart and smashing together particles of this reality. In this. So it is that is essentially chaos magic as well. Mm-hmm. Order out of chaos, bro. That's what it is. It, it is order out of chaos, which is one of the the main ideas of the Illuminati, and that is something that is very heavily referenced in the zombie storyline, especially in the early days. So you have a lot of references to the Illuminati. So it's even said that Rick Top Rick Topping was a member of, of the Illuminati, and he was basically asked by the Illuminati to go into Group Nine Three Five, who's like the 
people who create the zombies and basically study and like try and keep the tabs on things and stuff like that. So basically like watching over and it's all stemmed from the Illuminati and like these secret societies and things like that. Just people like, creating these different ideas and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. That's why I like I love the idea of like Diglocker and how that stems and like leads into the zombie story like you have like these little conspiracy theories that are just spot uh, splattered in and like sprinkled into the story like, like, like Die Blocker and Majestic Twelve and things like that. It's all very fascinating. And then obviously you have like portals and different dimensions and pocket dimensions even so like two of the maps on pod zombies occur within pocket dimensions. So you have Shadows of Evil, which is basically like created in a city. And there in that city they have to perform rituals and things like that so it's like ritual sacrifices where they're sacrificing people to create like portals essentially which is similar to what a lot of black magic occultists are rumored to have done like they'll sacrifice people to create obviously like different portals and different gateways into different realities and different entities in which is essentially like what happens in the zombie storyline where you have like the the sacrifice of these people bringing like the apocalypse which are like the evil entities into the reality into the dimension and then you have like the pocket dimension of Rob of the Dead which is actually based on Alcatraz which is a obviously a real prison it's actually mm. fascinating like that the idea of that map is that it actually occurs in in purgatory in hell so I don't know if you noticed this but so like different zombies maps and stuff like that the zombies have different blood eyes. So for some of them, the zombies have yellow eyes. Yeah, yeah. So you've got yellow, you've got orange. Orange, like red, and then you've got blue as well. So, like, the yellow is ripped off and it's creating and it's controlling the zombies. And then after that is Samantha. Which is, oh, no, sorry. Samantha is the yellow one. And then ripped off and it's blue. And then, like, so the maps like Mob of the Dead and Shadows of Evil, the zombie eyes are, right, are like, red, so, like, not in shoe. And that's because potentially is the devil that's controlling the zombies at that point because they're in his pocket dimension yeah definitely and even in your backdrop the zombies have got yellow eyes so yeah what a perfect background to choose <laughs> yeah yeah so, so that's that's when they are essentially controlled by Samantha who's like the first controller of the of the zombies so Samantha is like the basically the main antagonist of the whole story of zombies even though she's not like a bad person she's like made out to be the antagonist because she's like the one controlling the zombies but she's possessed by the MPV which is the, the pyramid like the, the corrupting pyramid it's quite interesting as well it kind of like reminds me of how you know in like with the Saturn time people stuff in, in different places like the UN meditation room you have like the black cube and you have the metal which is like the black cube it's like, what is that story within that reality? I remember listening to a, uh, a Nick Hinton podcast and he was talking about how it could be a, an idea, like, you know, obviously, like, AI is coming through now and sort of, like, leaning into the idea that AI is, like, something like this, an ancient alien that's actually been around for a long time and is trying to corrupt and bring darkness into the world and basically control all of reality. So that's, like, a cycle. That's, like, a loop that plays over and over again. But he was talking about how potentially there's, like, this this machine has been lost and we're only now like picking up signals of it. So, you know, when people who were like influenced to build computers or something like machine elves and things like that. So that, that cube is sending out signals, which is telling people and influencing people to be able to 
create AI and bring it back into reality. And once that's done, this like black cube can come back and like everything spew out of it. Yeah. And whatever is hidden within that cube can come out. So it's like a corrupting, like building, like the corruption, like templates and things like that, or whatever hidden within those things. Yeah. Like the, the cube exists just to, to harness energy and to extract it to the world because everything seems to be connected to that particular geometric shape in general. And just to go back to the, the ether, I saw some connection within chemistry. I don't know, but I feel like it kind of highlights how mankind perhaps has formed. So in chemistry, they say that an ether is any other class of an organic compound categorized by an oxygen atom bounded to two alkyl groups. And the key thing there being oxygen, which is obviously what we all breathe and what trees give in. So the ether with oxygen, I mean, it's obviously something very profound that what it, the ether is just the universe that created um, these elements like oxygen for us to live in. Like in the Bible, obviously, in the beginning, the word was God. And God is essentially just the universe, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really interesting. There's a zombie story now, I feel like, if it makes you think anything, it makes you think, like, what is the reality, like, that we're living at the minute? And is it, is it like, cyclical? Is it just, like, a reset cycle that just occurs again and again? I think, like, it's quite a, sort of, like, an interesting thing to play into. Like, the ether is what we exist in doing now. But the other, the other thing is like beyond this dimension that we, we're not actually like able to touch and see and smell and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Is it, are you lagging or is it just me? I don't know. Am I lagging? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's fine. It's just uh, I just zoned out a bit. <laughs> you zoned out. Was it a bit of a delay? <laughs> Is it a delay? Yeah. Yeah, it I think it was a delay. To be fair, yeah. There's another little thing that's quite interesting yeah. as well within the zombie storyline. So there's the there's the Wolf King, who basically was part of like the fight in the Great War that occurs in the zombie storyline. It's called the Wolf King. And obviously, like, it brought me back to the idea of, like, feed the wolf. You know that Logan talks about, like, you're feeding the reality, the wolf of reality, whatever it is. Um, so, like, part of the Easter egg for the map where the, like, the wolf king is, like, his castle for his bill is called the Rising Tracker. But part of the Easter egg is you've got to feed all these wolves, like, zombie souls. And that basically, like, powers them. In. So it's quite interesting, like, you have to feed the wolf connection there to, with, like, the zombies and stuff like that. And then with the wolves, wolf statues. But it's, it's all, there's always seems to be references like in the zombie storylines, like giving souls for souls. Well, I mean, like giving souls for sacrifice. And there's a lot of references to like sacrifice and sacrificing things to get things in return. People also, say, like, it just it just makes you think, doesn't it? It just makes you think, like, would that work? Like, obviously, if we talk about sacrifice people, like celebrities and stuff, sacrificing loved ones to possibly get, get better achievements in life. Yeah, I mean, many conspiracy theorists believe that's the case, but I feel like it's, it's it's too powerful for that to be the case that someone would genuinely think about sacrificing someone. I feel like it, it's all been predetermined, regardless. Like, yeah, it'd be great. 
It's like if I was to say to you and say that you, you, you're going to sacrifice someone to succeed, I mean, I'd be called an idiot. So I don't think that's that's, that's true at all. But you are an idiot, that's why. <laughs> very smart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I do agree. I just, I just meant in terms of like, it always seems to be references to like just sacrificing things to get something in return. But obviously, with the zombie story, and the, the idea was that they're manipulating to doing it. So could that be the half truth? Where, well, not even a half truth. Like, just like a, a little bit of the truth, John. Where, like, if you sacrifice things in real life, then you'll get something in return. Which I'm not saying anyone should do. I'm not saying that's the best idea. I'm just saying like if that hypothetical theory is it something that is actually mechanical within this universe, and is it because we're manipulated to doing it or what? Who knows? I think it's something that's just been pre-programmed into us through the mainstream and pop culture that in order to succeed, you have to sacrifice this and that and that. It uh, doesn't necessarily mean you have to sacrifice human beings, but in general, just sacrificing pleasures to success is the what I would consider good sacrifice at the end of the day. Yeah, like sacrifice today for a better tomorrow. Yeah. But that's that still is sacrifice, though, isn't it? That's still a representation of sacrifice. It's just a different way of doing it. It's not a physical representation. It's not like a... It's more of a, like a theoretical version. Yeah, exactly. Whereas what if you actually have it? Because if any, everything is energy, then you're essentially giving energy for more energy in the future. Then what if... I don't know, this, this could get quite deep and technical, but like if you're sacrificing a physical thing for a physical return, are you giving up something's energy for like a bigger return, if you tap on drift? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's also like the loading screens and pods on this and things like that where you look at mm-hmm. it's interesting. Do you have like the pyramids? So to go back to talking about pyramids on Mars, like one of the loading screens for like it's Shadow Large, you have like these pyramids and things like that. And then on the moon you have a pyramid. And they always seems to be references to pyramids. There was always also like a massive rumor that it was going to be an Egypt map, and obviously like Egypt is the home of pyramids and things like that. So like it's just it's just fascinating how they've managed to I don't, I don't know if I've just been through like a lot of subreddits on conspiracy theories and things like that, but so to yeah, find a story around that, or if they actually think that's actually what the truth is, if they know that to be the truth. It's just it's all speculation at that point, but it's just really fascinating how deep into it they managed to go. So like with the Ascension loading screen as well, you have the, oh, not the Ascension one, the new town, sorry. You have the Sedan crater, which is actually a real person in Arabia 51, and it's been blown out. And that's where they were doing the Manhattan Project. Now, like, it looks like there's like a UFO sort of structure, like driven into the, to the UFO, into the site, into the um, bomb site, which is quite interesting because like Majestic 12 was obviously like to do with the study of aliens and things like that, and aliens involving themselves in, in zombies. And really interesting, really interesting stuff. And I think it lends into like podcasts we've done in the past, but obviously like Project Bluebeam and things like that. So I think one of the theories that they reported was that if enough people believe in so it's, it's a weird phenomenon that they actually discovered so it's that there's like a certain threshold of people believing in something so say like aliens if enough people believe in it but it's like a certain number i don't know what the number is i don't think they actually specified what number it's like a certain threshold if enough people believe in like aliens existing then they do actually exist in a 
like they actually manifest into reality. If that makes sense. So I guess that's like mind manipulation, like energy. It's like it's manifestation on a grand scale. If that makes sense. Yeah, exactly that. And that's just essentially how this reality works. Manifestation is perhaps the biggest tool to create your own reality at the end of the day. I mean, I don't know if you've had, if you have anything else to talk about or we should probably wrap up. What do you think? Not necessarily. Because I'm fucking I can't believe these zombies haven't eaten me yet, to be honest. That one's chilling right next to you. I don't actually don't look like it's gonna eat you anytime soon, so I think you should be good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And as for the zombie behind me, I think you know it's been forty-five minutes and he's not been a threat to me, so I feel like I'm safe at this moment in time. See oh no, guys. I've gone down. I've gone down. <laughs> Revive me. <laughs> yeah. It's time to wrap up, guys, and I hope you've enjoyed and liked this part of the episode about Call of Duty. It's a bit of nostalgia for Rowan, not for me, as I've never played Zombies, but I've learned a lot about the game and how it connects esoterically to modern culture and mythology. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace. This is the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, saying thank you so much, okay, for tuning in for this episode of The Occult Pod. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube, and also comment, because it helps the algorithm. Also, if you want to follow us on social media, go to at the occult pod underscore 13. That is for Instagram and Twitter. And have a great rest of your day, okay? Thank you so much.